Hey everybody, this is Patrick Cacciatore here with No Struggle, No Story. Here on No Struggle, No Story, we speak with highly successful athletes about struggles and adversities that they face and ways that they've used these adversities to grow not only as athletes, but as people as well. So today I'm super excited to bring on fourth year Husker golf member and the Husker SAC president, Daniel Pearson. So thanks for coming on today, DP. Yeah, thanks for having me, Pat. Yeah, I mean, absolutely uh, honored to have you on. And, you know, I've been lucky enough to, uh, you know, have been associated with you the past year and a half since I came onto campus here. And, you know, you've been really inspiring to me with just how much effort you put into making the community around you better and just being an awesome person. And I'm just really excited to, you know, hear your story. Definitely. Yeah, I'm happy to share. I've definitely... Uh, a lot of the things that you've done with this podcast and other things with our SAC group with mental health has helped me kind of learn about mental health awareness and hopefully keep working to try to break the stigma together. So I'm excited. No, I think it's such an important factor, especially in modern times right now with the pandemic and all of the issues that our country has faced, you know, the past year. And I think it really has put, you know, for me, as well as so many others, I think, you know, mental health at the forefront of, you know, what's most important to us. And I think it, it really is, like you said, a realization for most people. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, I'll let you kind of start your story wherever you, you know, feel like is best. And uh, I'm just more than happy to listen, man. Super excited. Yeah, sounds good. Well, I would say it kind of begins for me back in, like, I mean, throughout my whole life, I've played sports. I've played like basketball, track, golf, tennis, you name it, probably have tried it. And then played three sports in high school, but kind of knew golf was sort of my thing. So I, I mean, I had a pretty pretty successful uh, high school, like junior golf career, and then kind of decided on a college and got recruited by a couple of like top programs and ended up here at Nebraska, which I'm still thankful for to this day. But I would say kind of since I came to Nebraska, I've learned a lot, grown outside of sports for sure. And, but the struggle for me really started with my first wrist surgery freshman year and then not playing at my best because of that. And then had to have another wrist surgery. My, I guess that would be my sophomore spring of my sophomore year and another procedure with, I guess it's called PRP, but, um, and then now kind of it's flaring up again. So I think for me, the biggest struggle has been kind of realizing that sport was my life for the last, as long as I can remember, especially golf. Cause Every day, I'd, what would I do when I wake up, go to the course, play golf all day? Or if I had school, I'd go to school, then play golf afterwards. And then all of a sudden, you know, you I've had wrist surgeries. I had injuries in basketball and kind of just not competing and performing at the level that I expect myself to. So that's sort of been a huge kind of thing that I've had to deal with throughout college for sure. And I think it's interesting to me because like we as student athletes, hold ourselves to the highest level or really any athlete, whether you're a college athlete, a professional athlete, you want to, you think you can perform better no matter how well you do. And I think when you don't perform to that level, it's almost like an, it feels for me at least embarrassing to not like live up to those expectations. Like for example, coming into college, I felt like I could be like one of the best like players in the country. Like I think a lot of athletes feel and then just to kind of have that sort of dream of like competing as a top golfer for Nebraska sort of taken away by injury. 
that's sort of been a struggle for me. But I think one thing I've sort of realized from talking to people about mental health and especially with athletes is when you like, no matter how high of a level you're at, there's always like, you can always be a little better. I mean, even like the Tiger Woods, Roger Federer, like LeBron James, no matter what they do, there's always a next step that they could have done one thing better. And I think that's just sort of how we're wired and kind of dealing with that, whether you're done with competing after high school, college, professional, finding a way like to sort of not just be identified by your sport. Like we were talking about earlier is that's sort of the key, I think, and what I've sort of worked on. I think that that's an amazing story and so relatable for, you know, all collegiate professional, whatever level athlete it is, is that, we're taught in our society to always strive to be better. And if you're not trying to be better, then you're getting worse. I mean, this is literally, a, yeah. I, heard, I know yeah. that's a quote is that if you're not getting better or you're just staying the same, you're getting worse. And I think that that's so tough, like you said, because a lot of things aren't in our control. And I think that's one thing that you've dealt with is that surgery. And so how have you kind of been able to cope with that and maybe start to identify yourself in different ways, you know, to maintain your mental health throughout that yeah. times. Yeah, definitely. Um, I would say one thing, kind of like a summary of it, like, like one little side of it is like when I got to Nebraska, I joined like our student athlete advisory committee. And when I first joined, I think it was more just to like have something on a resume, kind of be involved, meet people. And then I sort of had these struggles with my mental health be due to like lack of performance, injury, all of those things. And I think I kind of used um, working. I kind of like needed to find a purpose outside of sport, which I think we all need to find eventually, but um, it's come, sometimes it comes up on you faster than you expect. Sure. I don't think you always yeah. are looking for it, but it can just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's sort of what I've started to realize, honestly, just in the last like, year or so is that my purpose I think and especially been able to do this in SAC is to help others and to like better the whole like people around me the world like whoever I can affect in a positive way like that's what my goal is to to find a way to do that and so like you've said like mental health awareness is a huge issue around like the stigma is is definitely real. So helping to break that stigma so that even if one person is better off because of it, I think it's worth doing whatever we can. And then I've, I mean, I've been involved with a lot of the social justice movements this past year. Just, I mean, I honestly didn't know as much as I probably should have heading into like the George Floyd um, death and all the Black Lives Matter protests and the movement as a whole. But to help other, cause we have student athletes who have been affected by a lot of these things. And if I can somehow affect their lives in a positive way, I think I'm fulfilling my purpose and that's helped me kind of overcome some of the identity of just a golfer and just however I play in golf, that's how it is. And sort of worked on that throughout this year, for sure. I think that's really eye opening because I think, you know, something that seems like you maybe learned is that, maybe you were good at golf because of who you were rather than 
you were who you were because of golf. And I think yeah. that that's kind of like that realization that hits athletes. You know, I think it's really cool when people talk about how companies always want to hire student athletes. Right. And, you know, why do they? And, you know, we don't really understand it because we're always just like, well, I don't care right now. I'm yeah. playing, I'm playing my sport. Right. But I think what you're talking about is just finding your purpose and the reason you love to do what you do and the reason you were successful at what you have. And so do you feel like maybe you've kind of learned, use those attributes you've learned through golf to kind of help fulfill your purpose in like all these other yeah, areas? Definitely. I mean, I think we're like for sure, just straight up work ethic, like in commitment to something, because I found when I become passionate about something, it's hard. Like the biggest example was golf my whole life, but mm -hmm. When I become passionate about something, like I'll do literally anything, as much time, as much work to figure out a way to make it happen. And I think being able to apply that to things outside of golf or whatever sport um, is really what like I've learned the most. And then being able to, I think as athletes, we get connected with a lot of people through mm -hmm. whether it be teammates, competitors, administrators, like all sorts of people. And so we learn to be able to interact with new people all the time. So it helps us be more, I think, personable when we form these new relationships, even if it's now no longer because of athletics. Exactly. And I guess I have a question, you know, when you're talking about, you know, finding that purpose, right. And so obviously that's something you're chasing every single day now is just trying to, you know, fulfill that and, you know, mm -hmm. do what you believe is, you know, most important to you. And so when it talks, when it comes to success, are you defining it a different way now? And how are you kind of judging that when maybe there's a little bit of gray area there? It's not quite, are you winning, you know, yeah, like it has exactly. been for athletics. So yeah. how are you judging that success now? Yeah, I would say um, one thing that a quote that I've always kind of lived by, like at least definitely recently, but throughout my life as well is like, I know if when I stand for something that's right, and like the betterment of people, like the whole world, society, then I know I'm always on the right side and I'm making a positive impact. So no matter what, if you stand for what's right, you are like, you're on the right side. And I think while that's also like a gray area, <laughs> um, if you live by those values and you commit to making a difference for like the betterment of more than yourself, then that's sort of fulfilling my purpose, at least of helping others. So Exactly. And I think that's the cool part is that, you know, I think when we're younger, we're all before all this pressure and all these things with collegiate athletics and winning or losing is put on us. Um, you know, we really did it because first of all, we loved it. And second of all, it was always about just putting in 100% effort. And I think, you know, there's a lot to that. But I think basically the effort of you trying to fulfill others, has that been the way you've started to judge it by? It's just, that you will feel like you're giving everything that you possibly can. And at the end of the day, that's going to be what that's going to be what you can say. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, I did exactly what I wanted to do. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we, no matter what, if you feel like it's basically just being honest with yourself. And I think if you are honestly believe that you have put in the effort to say you're like, if you're working on a mental health initiative and you feel you've put in as much time and work as you can put into that to make a difference, whether nobody listens to it, it fails, like, or if it becomes a huge, like successful initiative. I mean, you did, you succeeded because exactly. you put in the time, you put in the work and the commitment. And I think 
that's sort of what got me like when I was, I think I've matured over the last couple of years a little bit when regards to just sort of being, and that's helped my mental health because freshman year, if I like played poorly in golf, like it was like the end of the world, <laughs> I would go home, I'd be, and it, unfortunately it happened a lot more than I was used to when I was in high school. So I definitely battled a lot of, I would say almost, I mean, I don't know for sure if I would say I was depressed, but it was like kind of on that level where every day, like all I was thinking about whether I was in class or like with friends was like, why, like, I'm not playing good golf. I'm not like, I'm not succeeding for Nebraska athletics. I'm not living up to my own expectations and being able to find something outside of that too, that you can live up to if you commit to it, no matter what that sort of helped me a ton with my mental health and coping with that. Exactly. And I think adversely, it's kind of funny that you realize that those results and stuff like that are really not what true success is defined by. And I think that that's, it's the funny thing, right? Is once you start, once you stop putting all of that pressure on yourself and, and putting it all into that, you realize that maybe that's not what it was all about um, in the first place. Did you feel like you went through kind of like that same process? Yeah, definitely. I mean, at the end of the day, we're just playing, like we're, we're having fun playing a sport that we've committed a lot, lot of time to, but there's a lot more important things in the world than whatever sport we choose to play. Even if you're the best in the world or you're just playing in college or high school, I think when you kind of realize that there's more to you as a person than just your athletic ability, that's when you sort of like, open up and that can kind of actually I think help you on in your sport too because like you said the pressure kind of the weights lifted off your shoulders when you're not just only focused on one outcome that you can't truthfully no one can control their outcome 100 percent. so 100 percent. i i kind of want to touch on that when you said like that feeling like it's like the weight is lifted off your shoulders and you know a quote that i you know i live by every single day i literally have it tattooed on my body is um you know you can fail at what you do but you can never fail at who you are and that's just something i've lived by since you know actually since really the pandemic started it was just one that really caught my attention um, and so I guess asking that is when that weight is lifted off your shoulders, what is that feeling like? And have you found that, you know, maybe your golf and things like that, maybe even raise a little bit, you know, level wise, and it's not as, um, you know, as I guess not stressful, but yeah, as the pressure isn't as high once you do that. Yeah. I think I sort of figured last, so last winter, like just right when 2020 started, I kind of it was, I mean, it wasn't out of the blue. I'd been kind of battling the identity of me as an athlete versus an entire person. But I think I sort of realized that like, even though my entire life goal had been to like play pro golf on the PGA tour and those sort of goals, um, like it was okay if I didn't, if I didn't play on the PGA tour, I mean, I'm excited to hopefully work in sports administration after college. And I think I kind of just accepted that no matter what outcome happened from me as a college golfer that I, I mean, it was worth the experience and I was just going to like have as much fun as I could work hard at everything I was committed to. And then last spring I was playing probably the best I had played all of college. Unfortunately, the pandemic kind of ruined that a little bit, but it kind of, that sort of helped me overcome the battle of being just identified as a golfer and basing myself just down my results as a golfer.
Exactly. I think that's awesome. And I think it's so important for people to hear that and to realize that because I think the more people we talk to, the more we realize that everyone goes through this, you know, it's a new whole new experience. Everyone's going through new things. And, you know, I, I think a lot of it comes from you found out what your why was right yeah. and stuff. And so I guess, um, you know, I know how I kind of found my why it took really the pandemic for me to figure it out. But was there how did you find yours? And was it, was it a random thing? Were you looking for it? I mean, I just, I'm very interested because I, I had my experience, but I want to know what others was as well. I honestly think part of it was just being involved, like the ability to at least somewhat affect our student athletes at Nebraska through the things that we're able to accomplish in our SAC group, because being able to know, like knowing that if we had a successful like mental health initiative or social justice initiative, diversity, inclusion, like student athlete welfare, that I could affect people in a positive way. I think that like kind of figuring that out. And that was a process because I was, I mean, I was the secretary, I was the vice president, whatever, like didn't necessarily have a ton of power in that, like to do things. But I think just learning that, you can make a huge impact on people by like committing to those sort of things. And then I kind of started to apply that to other areas of my life as well, outside of even like athletics at all. And that like realization is sort of when I, I would say I found my why and that I wanted to, you know, help people doing something that I love, which even though I haven't played the best golf, I still love athletics and I love, to help out student athletes in any way I can. And that's sort of actually when I decided that um, like my career path hopefully will be in sports administration, because I see all these, our life skills uh, staff members, our Husker vision, our senior staff, our development, they're all able to impact our lives because if life skills doesn't set up like an event, then maybe one of our student athletes won't have as great of a future career. Or if, we don't fundraise the extra $500,000, then maybe training tables not open and people aren't getting their nutrition. So I've sort of realized how big of an impact you can make on others, even if it's just not necessarily 100% direct. I think that's inspiring. And I can promise you that, uh, you know, we feel your passion, you know, being a member of SAC and it's more as a more appreciated than you understand, because I think, you know, you've always been there to help me out with my mental health initiatives and anything I've come to you with. And yeah, just, it's, you know, it's off the topic of the, the podcast, but it's, oh, I'm, it's so appreciated. I promise you, man, you're going to be incredible at whatever you do, just, you know, from your character itself. So that's yeah, amazing. Definitely glad that I'm happy that we have so many like your help with our student athlete advisory committee. And I mean, we have met tons of members that have made a huge difference in our group and that allows us to do the most we can. So it's been, I mean, it's been great to be a part of that. And I think if I hadn't been a part of like student athlete advisory committee from a, like my, I guess, freshman year, even, I think it would have been harder for me to realize my why. So I think, the, just those random experiences that you get thrown into, if you find a way to make the most of it, you never know what it's going to do for you. Exactly. I think that that's a really cool point. So, you know, I'm taking this entrepreneurship class right now and it talks about, 
you know, the best entrepreneurs in the world, what are these, they do like research, right, on what characteristics makes them so successful. And I find that entrepreneurs are very similar to athletes um, in a lot of ways in the way that they find success. They have to find it on their own. It's from their own will, their own work ethic, all these things, right? And so when you talk about that, one of the the most, what they found was the most important attribute was openness to experience, um, yeah. which I just think really ties into what we're talking about here. And when it comes to that and just going into things that, you know, maybe you didn't even have the right, the same plan for, like you said, going mm-hmm. into SAC, how important has just that openness to experience and being willing to throw yourself into, you know, other things that maybe you aren't so comfortable with and entering the uncomfortable? How important has that been in this kind of realization for you? I think that's huge. I mean, I kind of, that kind of makes me think of, I watched this documentary, I think, you've probably seen it. It's called weight of gold about Olympians and sort of like they made it uh, right when the pandemic started because the Olympics were obviously canceled. And they're talking about how all of these Olympians who are the best in the world, most celebrated people get done with the Olympics. Maybe they didn't like, they didn't win the gold or maybe they did. I mean, Michael Phelps is one of the biggest mental health advocates out there. And I think a lot of them, a lot of their stories about why they were depressed and felt like anxious about everything was because they had the tunnel vision of like, this is my sport. This is all I do. This is who I am. And if you don't open yourself up to random experiences and kind of just go with, I mean, it doesn't matter what it is. If you have an opportunity to do something or meet someone new or whatever it is, I think that kind of limits you as a person and that can get you that tunnel vision where you put more and more pressure on yourself for that one thing. So even though it's, I mean, you can still be focused on your sport primarily, especially as an athlete, but having the ability to be well-rounded and other things that you might end up caring about more than you thought you would. Like I kind of talking about entrepreneurship. I was, I was in the Clifton builders program, which is a, it's like a leadership management and entrepreneurial course. And I had no idea about what it was or like yeah. what it could do for me, anything, but I like applied for it. Cause it like, I think one of my like freshman year, um, like biz ad one, one, one teachers told me I should apply. And I ended up making a ton of friends, like learning a bunch about leadership, which I've been able to use within our student athlete advisory committee, within our team, within like friend groups, just to, So you kind of learn things along the way. And if you're able to keep those with you, then that'll help you down the road, whether it's in athletics or in life. Exactly. And it also helps you not find your identity in your sport, right? By doing all that, it's almost, they almost go hand in hand because all of these new experiences and things that you're doing, you start to, at least I think you start to find like correlations, right? Like through all these things, it sounds like the common factor was people, right? Like you love being with people, helping others, you know, helping improve things that you're passionate about. And it just always goes to the fact of, you know, finding your, finding your purpose. And I think that Olympian uh, athlete um, story was really interesting because uh, Jordan Burroughs came out of the podcast, uh, you know, like a few months ago. Mm -hmm. And he talked about when he won the Olympic gold in 2012, um, you know, like he, you know, it was late at night in London, like 11 p.m. He finally wins the gold, whatever, right? And 
talks about he came back to Nebraska and he just sat there in his mm -hmm. in his uh, living room with the Olympic gold right in front of him. And he was like, and, you know, I don't really care about this piece of metal. He yeah, was like, literally. And, you know, and it's really interesting. He was like, and, but, and, you know, he said the more he reflected on it, the more that he cared about were the people he impacted along the way, the experiences he had throughout of them and just the process of becoming the man uh, he became, you know, by chasing that goal. Mm -hmm. And so do you think, you know, obviously I don't think we've talked about it, but your future, you know, you want to be part of sports administration. Is that goal, do you think it's healthy to have those goals as long as you use them the right way? Yeah, I think healthy goals are goals that you can attain without, like you can attain using your own power. Like if your goal, like, and they, this was not true for me at all throughout my life. I, my goal would be to win like the state championship in golf. Well, I never won the state championship in golf in my senior year. I got beat by a kid that I'd probably beat like hundreds of times before, but he played the best couple rounds of his life. And so if my goal was to commit to working on golf X amount of hours a week or spending time, like doing mental toughness training to help me like to help me play my best, then that's, that's a healthy goal. A healthy goal is like my current goal, I would say is to like in my life to help others doing the things that I love. That's like kind of the purpose I've realized over the past. I mean, my whole life, but for sure this, since the pandemic started is sort of when I kind of like could write it down and say what it was. So if I'm able to do that, I mean, maybe I don't end up in sports administration. That's what like, I would say my interest is right now, but in two years, it might be something else. You never know. Okay. So if you have a goal of like more of like a character and like something you can control, that's sort of what I think is a healthy goal. And that'll help you with your mental health and kind of with your why, with your purpose and allow you to feel good about what you've done. It's funny how they all go uh, hand in hand. Right. And yeah. We talk about that because when you talk about finding your purpose, when you set that something, you know, uh, a materialistic goal, I think it's interesting the way you can do it because they can be positive, but mm -hmm. it's really the way you go about attaining them that I think is yeah. important, right? Is that if it's just, you know, result, 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 then you're going to have trouble. And that's where you talked about our identity is going to be crushed if we don't get that goal. And I have experienced, I've gone down that rabbit hole too many times to count. I can, I, I think a lot of us have, right. But yeah. what you talked about is just like that process and realizing that, okay, like if I'm doing, if I'm help impacting, you know, how, whatever it is, a one person today, the way you want to be, then all of those results come in turn just because you're doing the things that you're passionate about. And so is that kind of a way that maybe you're just judging, you know, your path and your success each day is just by each day, you know, taking the small victories, I'd say. Yeah. I think small victories each day, like today I was able to talk with you and hopefully, I mean, I know I'm learning a lot just by every time we have a conversation about mental health, like you learn something kind of learning from that or whether you got your homework done on time, you had a good workout, you had a good practice, whatever it is, kind of using those and building them into your, like, like it's okay to be happy about like small things. Like that's, I know it's athletes. We're always very like hard on ourselves and a lot of people are, but it's, 
it's about kind of like taking those small victories and building them up to big victories in the end. And you never know if that's going to be tomorrow or a year from now or 10 years from now. But if you focus on your process, whatever you've established that is, I think that helps you long run for sure, achieve whatever, whatever it is you are trying to achieve. Absolutely. I think that's awesome. And I also think I kind of want to touch on maybe one more question here, which is, I think the tough part of all of this, you know, it, it's really, it sounds amazing and it really is. I think it's the most gratifying journey that you can be on once you start to, you know, take your life this way. But I also personally have had the experience where I've gotten lost in it because, you know, maybe uh, a month goes by and I'm just like, hmm, you know, like, I don't know, even know if I've impacted the people I want, I want yeah. to the right way. And so I guess if you've had those difficult times, I don't know if you've been oh, through yeah. that, you know, that kind of feeling yet, how do you kind of cope with that or deal with it? Cause I, that's just been something that I personally definitely struggled with when it comes to living your life this way. Yeah. I think throughout the pandemic, I sort of had that same sort of struggle where there were days where I was, I mean, there's, there's definitely tough times for, I know everyone goes through them and I definitely did in the pan during the pandemic, like as a recent example, but because you don't always know if you're being, if you're doing what you think you're doing, like you said, like, you don't know if you truly impacted those people. So you kind of have to be able to tell yourself at times, like, you know, what, you know, you've been able to do what you want. And if you, you might not have a direct correlation with like what you're trying to achieve. Like for me, if I don't know for sure, if I've impacted people that can sometimes hurt. And it's, I've had days where I'm trying to think of like, like, yeah, I tried to start this initiative or I sent this like letter was in this event. And I mean, I don't know if anyone cared. I don't know if yeah, exactly. that mattered, but that was, that's kind of where I go back to the, saying that I've sort of established with actually your one of our mutual friends, Andrew Cooper kind of came up with this, but he said, when you're, when you stand on the side, that's right, you're always on the right side. Okay. And if you can remind yourself of things like that, it doesn't necessarily have to be that exact line. But for me, that's what I keep telling myself is when I'm doing what's right, like whether I get immediate gratification of somebody that's impacted or not, I know that I can live with myself that way. I think that that's, I mean, the epitome of what we talk about with mental health, right? It's just, you know, knowing that you're enough. And, and I think yeah. that that's a, that's a big one, right? Is that we are enough is that just the simple fact that we have these feelings and that we want to help others. And just, I mean, even if you were not right at the same time, it's just, we are enough as people because we're yeah. just putting in that effort. And I think yeah. that so many people need to hear that and just realize that, you know, the effort you're putting in, whether you may see it or not, right. Things may not be right in front of you, but it is enough for, for, for everyone. Yeah. And it takes a while. Like, I mean, I think recently I've gotten better at doing this, these things I'm talking about. And like, I've found my purpose, but there's days where, I mean, everybody has terrible days where you feel like I'm not, like, I'm not achieving what I want. Like I'm not enough. And it's okay to feel like that. That's what I think is cool about people reaching out with their stories is when you have the ability to tell the world about your story, you'll make a powerful impact on people in this world. And it's okay to not be okay. We say that a ton with mental health awareness, but to fight, to break the stigma, like it's, you just have to realize that like 
everyone goes through it at some point, whether you get to the point where you're questioning if you're enough or you just have one bad day and you're feeling down. I mean, that's, that happens to all of us. It happens to the best people in the world and just kind of fighting through life is tough, (laughs) but if you can find a couple of things that keep you going and find a, like, find your role in life outside of your immediate sport or exactly what you're in. If you can make a difference to on others, if you can, then you will be enough, no matter what happens, you found a way to be enough and it's a fight. But I think people are stronger. Everyone's stronger than they give themselves credit for. And if you just keep fighting through that, that's, that's what I think is kind of getting me through like these tough couple of years through the pandemic is, just knowing that you just got to keep fighting and then better days are ahead for sure. Exactly. It's so true. And that's how community is formed, right? Is I think, you know, I was so excited when you said you wanted to share your story and you talked about just the, just the slight chance that I could impact someone is, you know, mm-hmm. why you wanted to do it. And I think that's the most inspirational reason, you know, for doing this. And it's why I started it. Right. It's yeah. just from, from my personal experience, I wanted others to be able to realize that, it's going to be okay. And that whatever you're going through right now could one day be the reason why someone gets out of their rut. And, you know, and that's what, that's what so many people have been for me. And that's what I think we can do with this mental health community and moving forward is that that's what we can build is realizing that, Hey, you may be going through something, but he over there, he went, he went through something similar and we're all here for each other. You are enough. And you know what? The best days are ahead. And I think, yeah, you know, it's amazing what you're doing. Yeah. And everyone, I mean, just impact, like sharing your story, sharing difficult times. I mean, sharing tips on random things, like maybe you read two, two pages of a book every night and that makes you feel better. Whatever it is, if you're willing to share that with others, that's helping to break the stigma around mental health. And if we can find a way to do that, I know our society in America is kind of makes it tough for us to want to open up. And that's, I mean, for me, that's why I've struggled to tell people a lot of things about how deep and painful I like there. I had some rough times when I was going through my injuries and not performing well. And I still am really not performing amazing, but just finding, finding a way to get through it and do it together. And that's really, like you said, community. If you can build a community around you that supports you and you support them, then you're, it'll be okay. There's beauty in it, man. There really is. And so, I mean, today we've gone through finding identity out of sport, uh, community, um, finding your purpose, uh, all of these important things. Is there anything else that you would want the viewers to hear before we close off today? Yeah, I would say one one last thing for me from me would be always let people around you know you like that they're appreciated or what they do for you. It's a very simple thing, but I think we go through life and we like to especially as athletes, I mean, we're competing with our teammates, we're competing with other people, but after you're done with practice, I mean, I've been known to totally snap on people on like the basketball court or I practice for golf or whatever workouts and, but I've kind of learned to after the fact, I mean, it's all because I want them to be better in that moment, but you have to tell people these things. If you don't communicate with people, like 
let's say like today, like I appreciate what you're doing with this podcast. And that's why I'm so grateful to be on here because I mean, if you're, if people don't tell each other what they've done for them and help them out that way, I mean, that could literally save someone's life. It could get them out of a, like a dark place. You have no idea what people are going through. So I think just being kind to others as simple as it sounds, actually vocalizing that is a huge thing with mental health and it'll help you feel better about yourself too, because that's one small way you can impact others. 100%. The smallest things, the small things mean the most. And I think that's something I've learned in my life is, you know, just when you're, when you're struggling with something, sitting back and realizing how grateful we can all be to be in a situation we are, you know, thousands and thousands of lives have been lost the past Mm -hmm. year. And I think we're just grateful to be in the situations that we've been. And I know I'm super grateful to have you as a friend and yeah, seriously, your support for, you know, the podcast and, you know, you coming on today means the world DP. Of course. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm excited to see this podcast keep growing and all the things that we can do with mental health for sure. Yes, sir. We will be in touch. And uh, I'm so excited for all the uh, listeners to be able to hear this one, my man. Yeah, thank you. All right. Sounds good. Talk to you, NDP. All right. Bye.